We're here. Back again for a new episode. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No. Anyway, so today <laughs> what we're doing is uh we're talking about brainwashing in mm. relationships oh that's a good topic it um, looks like a spider bit me it does what happened i don't know but okay go ahead so we want to give some advice to people for how to recognize brainwashing and avoid it as well because i think that's useful information um before we do that we want to give some patrons uh shout outs so Autumn Dupree, mm-hmm. shout out to you. Amanda, shout out to you. Um, Sasha, shout out to you. Valerie, shout out to you. Okay. And Lucy, Lucy H, shout out to Lucy H. Love you guys. Thank you guys so for much. being here. We appreciate y'all. We really do. So let's get right into it now we just want to say for the record we are not professionals uh on on relationship abuse or anything like that Mm -hmm. but we've been through our own shit where we can recognize it um and understand it and i've looked up an article um and i found this really insightful article and what i want to do is go through the article and just kind of talk yeah yeah i like that go ahead okay so the article is called how to recognize and avoid brainwashing the author is natalie feinblatt um she is a um d which means she's a doctor of psychology and this article has been fact-checked so this is a credible source was last updated November 9th, so it's a fairly new mm. article as well. Okay. So let's read through it. The term brainwashing was first used in the 1950s by American journalist Edward Hunter, reporting on the treatment of American soldiers in Chinese prison camps during the Korean War. Brainwashing techniques have been documented as far back as Egyptian Book of the Dead and used by abusive spouses and parents, self-proclaimed psychics, cult leaders, secret societies, revolutionaries, and dictators to bring others under their thumbs and manipulate them seemingly willingly. These techniques don't involve fantastic weapons or exotic powers, but they do involve an understanding of the human psyche and a desire to exploit it. By understanding these techniques better, you can learn how to protect yourself and others from them so what do you in layman's terms see as brainwashing how do you define it i would define it as somebody who is trying to convince you of something else almost like yeah almost like they want to change your mind change your beliefs yes whatever it is that you feel one way of they want to make sure it's not that way it's going to be their way and this is a tactic used in abusive relationships um, with abusive people who want control over another yep. person. That's why cult leaders use it because they can brainwash somebody into believing 
what they're telling them to believe. And the person who's being brainwashed, the victim, almost willingly, well, willingly believes these things. Hmm. So they don't believe that they're being brainwashed because they think that they're using their own autonomy to think these things. And this oh. is the danger. So to you, they don't really say it. It's it's not somebody. They almost trick you to believe what it is, and then it's yes. like your own. It's mind fucking, basically. Wow. So like an abuser in a relationship or a cult leader will throw out all these fucking crazy ass terms that sound really good on the surface, yeah. right? Um, when realistically, underneath, if you dig deep into these words and phrases that are used, it's it's manipulation. And a lot of the times, isolation, mm. which we'll get into with this article. Um, but like what will happen is they'll throw out all of these buzzwords and stuff like that that sound good and feel good. And the person who's on the receiving end of it is like, yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, this is for my, my highest good. This is for my greater good. Right. And then that person begins to believe that whatever they are doing or 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 feeling um is for their highest, most loving good. Mm -hmm. And they also believe that they are doing it willingly. That's the point. The point of, this is why you see so many people on the internet get like scammed by all of these like spiritual gurus and like whatever, because they're essentially, if you're really good at it, they're being brainwashed. So like a famous person who's brainwashed people before um charles manson yeah he brainwashed people to um i'm not i'm not entirely sure what he but i'm pretty sure he brainwashed them to either kill themselves or kill others or something like that to kill others i'm not sure but he was like this cult leader who you know and a lot of the times they have charm about them they have these um charming qualities that are very appealing to the outside world. Like Teal Swan is another one who, um, if you look her up, T-E-A-L Swan. um, She's another one of those like cult leaders. When she speaks, it's very like you listen to her. She's captivating. Yes, it's very captivating the things that she says. But once once she gets you in her grips, it's like brainwashing you to do certain things or just be a part of her cult or spend money on her shit like you know what i mean wow okay so yeah so number one is the first tip in this um article is understand that those who attempt to brainwash others tend to prey upon the weak and vulnerable Mm. so weak and vulnerable i mean that's a subjective term right that can mean anything but that's somebody who's going through a lot of shit so you last year when you were in your vulnerable place you would have been easy to manipulate right because you're vulnerable somebody who's got a lot of trauma somebody who um who is very gullible Mm -hmm. can be can be seem can seemingly be weak or vulnerable right somebody who's dealing with something in their life like an illness or depression even that's why you see a lot of these life coaches preying on people who have depression or oh they're recently divorced or this and that because they're in a vulnerable place right and so when you're in that vulnerable place you're looking for any way out of that vulnerable place and then here comes this fucking cult leader or here comes this fucking um 
guru to give you all the answers to get you out of it when really they're just brainwashing you. Right. So it's the it's the it's the scariness about it. And I mean, again, this happens in relationships as well. Here comes the narcissist who sees you in this vulnerable place, like, oh, this person's going to be easy to to target, to target and manipulate. Yeah. So it says, not everyone is a target for mind control, but certain people are more susceptible to forms of it at different times. A skillful manipulator knows what to look for and targets people who are going through a difficult period in their life or a change that may or may not be of their own making. Possible candidates are people who have lost their jobs, fear for their future, recently divorced people, suffering from lingering illness, people who have lost loved ones, um, particularly if they were very close to those people, um, young people away from home, people who are regarded as socially awkward by the mainstream peers. So this list is not exhaustive. There's a whole slew of of targets for victims. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what could make somebody a target? Mm-hmm. This isn't obviously the end-all be-all list, but that's the gist of the gist of it right so number two is be aware of people who try to isolate you or someone you know from outside influences Mm. so this is typical in narcissistic abuse where um the abuser will attempt at all any and all costs to um isolate the other person from family friends from opportunities things like that Mm -hmm. um and so that's another thing to look out for because the abuser does not and the cult leader as well does not want the outside people the influences to kind of snap them back to reality so Mm -hmm. like i've definitely experienced this in in my in my own life where my ex targeted my family because she didn't want um because she knew that my family saw through her she Mm -hmm. knew that my family could see that she was trying to control me well that's the typical thing with narcissists like the second you can call them out and you sniff right through that their bullshit they need to the person they're trying to isolate they need to make sure that you aren't in their head Mm -hmm. or in their ear and they need to get rid of you now right right typical yeah yeah so then the minute then and the minute the narcissist sees that you see through them you become a target oh absolutely you become that that person's a bad influence you're the bad one right right you become my ex did that and the playbook for people who try to, to brainwash you um, abusers like this it's the same playbook throughout mm-hmm. different face same playbook playbook yeah they're gonna they're gonna point out the person closest to the victim if that person that's closest to them is seeing through their bullshit they're gonna say that person's toxic mm-hmm. that person's a piece of shit mm-hmm. that person's a bad influence on you yeah. they don't do any good for you they blah 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 blah. yeah that's what's gonna that's exactly that's exactly what happens absolutely yeah. my ex did the same thing and the other thing too is that even if let's say you get isolated from a bunch everybody that you were once close to right but you still have like a few people 
and they're like, oh no, that's not my, my partner doesn't do that because I still have A, B, C, and D as friends. Yeah. Well, that's because your partner has decided those for you. Yes. They will strategically place. I, I had friends still when I was in my toxic relationship with my yeah. ex. I didn't have the friends that saw through my ex's bullshit. The only friends that I were, was allowed to keep in my life were the ones that loved my ex yeah. and did not were the stupid ones. Yeah. The fucking blind ones that could not see through her through bullshit. The bullshit. Right. The ones that didn't know me the way the way that my really close friends knew me. My all the people who I grew up with and lived with and loved and deeply had these connections with, the people who could see when I was depressed and unhappy, those were the people that got axed. Those were the people, like my my best friend Such, was cut. Yeah, those were the people who got cut. That's sad. The people that remained and that were allowed to remain were the people who didn't know me on that deep level. Right, and the people who couldn't tell that I was changing. Right, you know what I mean. Right. And that was strategic. Or it could even be the people that the abuser has been around, and it's their their people their people yeah so it's like oh i like this person so i'm gonna keep them around because it's their own yeah their own isn't gonna throw them under the bus and be like yo unless eventually they do right because they eventually see through it right unless they do but in which case if they do the minute the abuser starts to see that um they they get exiled yeah Yeah. they're they're cut like you know you, you can't you can't see through that shit there's no way they won't allow it so so obviously this is a form of um brainwashing as well so it says as people who are experiencing a personal tragedy or other main uh, major life change are inclined to feel lonely a skillful brainwasher works to amplify those feelings of loneliness this isolation can take several forms for young people in a cult it may be preventing them from contacting their friends and family members for a significant other in an abusive relationship it may mean never letting the victim out of the abuser's sight or permitting contact Uh, with family and friends like never permitting contact with family and friends for prisoners in an enemy prison camp it may involve isolating prisoners okay we're not dealing with prisoners so in a sense you kind of are yes but like we're not dealing with that we're we're really talking about cult leaders and i want to focus on cult leaders and abusive relationships no when i say prisoners i'm saying about the person who's being abused becomes the prisoner oh yeah within their own home and within their own relationship yes absolutely yeah and you can tell that this is happening when you can see even from an outside perspective that that person doesn't really do much without the other person either present or like do they have their own lives outside of each other like when you were in a relationship with your ex did you have no a life outside of absolutely not so it was always you had to be with her at all times yeah if i wasn't with her i was home doing nothing because she wouldn't let me go to parties without her Mm. nothing i couldn't like i could barely do anything um but the obviously the more codependent it is the worse the abuse is right um because you really start to feel like that's the only person who loves you that's the only person who's who wants the best for you yeah and and they make it so they make it that way yeah yeah i remember i used to say to her like 
this is codependent. I don't like this. I like being into, and she would say, this is how relationships are. Like, and that was part of the brainwashing. Mm. Like, this is what real relationships are like. You, you don't know what a real relationship is like. All your relationships before me were bullshit. This is a real relationship was what I used to like hear. Wow. And I started believing it, you know? So anyway, um, watch out for attacks on the victim's self-esteem. Brainwashing only works when the brainwasher is in a superior position to the victim. This means that the victim has to be broken down so the brainwasher can rebuild the victim in his or her image. This can be done through mental, emotional, or ultimately physical means for long enough to physically and emotionally wear down the target. So mental tortures may begin with lying to the victim and then progress to embarrassing or intimidating the the victim so you see this a lot in again like i don't want to keep bringing up narcissistic relationships but this this is very like prevalent in those relationships but but abusive relationships nonetheless whether it's narcissistic abuse or just abuse whatever it is the predator will purposely embarrass and discredit the victim make the victim feel stupid, make them feel small, make them feel like their their voice is not, not heard, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this breaks down the confidence of the victim. Mm. And so the victim starts to literally feel as if they are incapable without mm-hmm. the person that they're with. Right. And, and, again the cult leader does the same fucking thing pretty much but it's i I would say personally you can really get a look of it um a better look in a in an abusive relationship but in a cult type situation the cult leader will tell them your mindset is 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 wrong your way of thinking is wrong you're in victim mentality you're Mm -hmm. this you're that and then that person that victim will start to believe that their way of thinking is not right right and so what do you need to do you need to change and how do you change you change into what that abuser wants you to be what that cult leader wants you to be right you start thinking like them acting like them talking like them right also when they're dumbing down the victim and you know like all the things that you listed how they would to wait to make the victim look like they're idiots so this way they look like the smart ones yeah so this way when the victim looks at them they're like wow they're so smart they know everything reality is actually no they're fucking with your head right to make you believe they know everything but they really fucking don't No, they take the position of authority on everything yeah and the person who's receiving the abuse mm-hmm. is so broken down that they're now looking at this superior being who has all the answers for everything. And they're like, you're never wrong. You're always right. Yeah. You have all the answers to everything and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And that is a sign that that person is, I used to, again, I used to look at my ex and be like, how am I going in my head? How am I going to survive without this person? Like, like, um, I need, I need this person Damn. in order to be okay. And it was because I was in that, you know, she, I, I, she was smarter than me. She was, 
a more capable than me you know what i mean right and i was meant i was made to, to believe all believe that. that right um so it might begin with verbal insults but more subtly it's like trying to embarrass this person in front of other people or something like that and for, to get a rise out of them mm-hmm. you know what i mean um you know so it can it can be it can take a bunch of different forms um but the the crux is that it becomes really dehumanizing um let's see let's see let's see so number four is look out for those who try to make being part of the group more attractive than the outside world so an us versus them mentality right like (laughs) i'm so yada 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 if you don't agree with what i'm saying then you're just not you're on the my problem. level yeah right you're the issue there's you're the toxic person you're not on my level and you know what it's not your fault you're not on my level um that's I'm just more healed than you right hmm. i'm just better than you and hmm. you know i just have a better mentality than you or a better way of thinking than you you know it's like um, that's kind of what, what it is. So what this says is along with wearing down the victim's resistance, the important, it's important to provide a seemingly more attractive alternative to what the victim has known before contact with the brainwasher. This can be done through a variety of methods, allowing contact only with others who have already been brainwashed. This creates a form of peer pressure that encourages the new victim to want to be like and accepted by the new group. This may be in re- reinforced through touch, rap sessions, or group sex, or by stricter means such as uniform dress codes. Okay, well, obviously in relationships it's a little different. Repetition of the message through means ranging, ranging from singing or chanting the same phrases over and over, often emphasizing certain keywords. This is about like cult shit. Mimicking the rhythm of the human heartbeat through the thought leader's speech cadence or musical accompaniment this can be enhanced with lighting okay this is all cult shit never letting the victim have time to think this can uh, mean simply never letting the victim have time alone or it can mean bombarding the victim with repeated lectures on topics beyond comprehension while discouraging questions so like you're not allowed to ask questions you're not allowed to ask um, challenging questions you want to ask more about like oh how does that work of course but if you're asking a challenging question like wait a second you just said this and it contradicted like why yada yada that's not allowed you can't do that right but i'm sure they will find a way out of that absolutely there's always a loophole there's always a reason um i'm sorry can you go back you read something there that i just oh not allowing them to be alone well you can't leave your victim alone because the second they start thinking just a little bit of something yeah and start questioning that's when they'll come to to the cult or whatever you want to call it the abuser the abuser they'll go to the abuser that's when the questions will start coming so they can't they constantly have to be in their ear saying that person's bad that person's bad this is not good for you you can't do this you can't see this you can't go here this is when it becomes like a control thing yeah and an isolation thing yeah and it's it's serious it It really really is it's It's, dangerous it's detrimental to people's mental health like this is typical in abusive relationships because i love you and everything but i can't just be me and you 
oh my god i'd kill myself i really i wouldn't go as far as kill myself but i wouldn't be able my <laughs> mentally i yeah like thanks <laughs> sorry <laughs> as far as kill myself <laughs> but tori i guess um would um <laughs> just, just I, get, I would get really depressed is what i mean <laughs> did you just say saved by the bell <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, as for Tori, if she wants to like end her life, <laughs> that it is what it is. That's oh, really fucking well, tragic. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, and I think I I feel so strongly about it. I know it's funny, but I feel so strongly about it because I've been there, and I know how depressing and um how much it can how mu- how depressing it is to yeah, be no, isolated I get, I get what you're from saying. all the important people in your life who care about you no and, absolutely and so if it was just me and you i think i would literally lose my mind mentally would. i would be like that's uh, right because we're human, not good we're human beings we need that sort right. of connection you need you, know? you need outside life too it right. can't just be me and you yeah no that's not fun either no it's, i think i would like uh, it would be too much. And I, I don't think that's even a healthy relationship in a sense that you're not going to have, there's nothing to talk about if you're seeing each other every five seconds. Right, there's right. nothing to like, the passion's not going to be there because you're constantly next to each other. Right. You know, we, we live together. We don't even see each other like that. Right. But we live together. You don't really have many friends that you hang out with. And I don't have any in Connecticut. So it is always me and you. Right? It is, but we don't really still see each other, even when it no, is. No, I know, but wait, listen to what I'm saying. But even that, right? And I and we still have our own things outside of each other. We'll call each other in 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 the middle of like our day, and like sometimes it's like, okay, there's literally nothing to fucking talk right, about. Right, because we talk so much when we get home, and we're always up to date. Unless there's something that pops up, that I'm like, oh my god, babe, did you see or did you hear? Right, right. It's one thing, but but one thing I want for you and I while we're here in Connecticut is to have our own friends. Yeah, I want shared friends, but I also want you to somehow make friends outside of me. The only thing with me, babe, is I can't make friends, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm constantly, if it's not doing home stuff, I'm out doing mom well, life. Well, that's stuff. what I'm saying. Maybe mom friends then. Yeah, no, like, I have you know mom friends. I mean? Like, like that you go out and have fun with. Yeah, like, like remember that night where you met Maureen? Yeah, she was great. Yeah, maybe like, I should call her up and go out for. Drinks. I want you to keep in touch with like friends like that. Yeah, and I'm sure for me, like I'll have my school friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah, I'll make friends. It's during school but i want that and then no we, absolutely and then we have our friends and that's what a healthy relationship right. looks like guys right so anyway you should want each so other to have a life it also looks like pre- um like presenting an us versus them mentality where i kind of touched on this before where the thought leader is right and the outside world is wrong mm-hmm. the goal is to achieve blind obedience to where the victim will commit his or her money and life to the brainwasher and his or her stated goals and that can also take place in relationships as well. Yeah. Um, five, 
recognize that brainwashers often offer rewards when the victim has turned. So once the victim is completely broken and complacent, he or she can then be retrained. This can take anywhere from a few weeks to several years, depending on the circumstances of the brainwashing. An extreme form of this complacency is known as the Stockholm Syndrome, where two bank robbers in Sweden held four hostages for a period of 131 hours. After the hostages were rescued, they found themselves identifying with the captors to the point that one of the women became engaged to her captor and another set up a legal defense fund for the criminals. Patty Hearst, kidnapped by the Symbionese um, Liberation Army in 1974, is also considered a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. So like... Wow. Yeah, you start to identify with the person that is abusing you um and i mean again this takes place in abusive relationships this happens in cult like situations um six recognize new ways of thinking in the victim's brain much of the retraining is done through some of the same operant conditioning techniques of reward and punishment that were used to break the victim down in the first place so if your partner let's say, cuts a family member off that you've been telling them to cut off for a really long time, they finally do it, now you're love bombing them. Now you're treating them as like, you know, like you you buy them a gift. Right, because they got what they wanted out of it. Right, because you finally did what I've been telling you to do and yada yada. So it's reward for the things or even compliments. I'm making my abuser excited when I talk like this. So they keep going Mm -hmm. and not realizing that that's not really truly how you feel, but you're brainwashed to feel that way because you're over here being almost like gaslit in a sense. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It is. It is. It is gaslighting. Absolutely. To like the umpteenth degree. Um, Positive experiences are now used to reward the victim for thinking as the brainwasher desires. Let's go on a vacation. Mm. Let's go out to dinner and celebrate you um doing this right like you just you just made a huge uh stride in um doing basically what i want you to do now let's go celebrate this yeah. like you know what yeah, i mean yeah. um feel like they're getting some sort of reward yes absolutely and then obviously the opposite is true as well so like if you don't do what i want you to do or you're not thinking the way that i want you to think I'm going to either, in, in an abusive relationship, this can look like icing the person out, mm-hmm. um, obviously just fighting with them in general, making them feel like shit, berating them. Yeah, like everything of, is their fault. Right, right. This is all happening because you allowed it. Right, right. Um, let's see. Seven, rinse and repeat. So you do this over and over and over again, and eventually you have a zombie of a human being literally just blindly following every single thing that you say hmm. in, a re- in a relationship, in a cult, um, whatever it is. This is how you get inside somebody's brain and make them think and act as you do. Yeah. And this is the ultimate form of control and coercion. Um, And a lot of people, it's important to discuss this because a lot of people don't realize they're in these situations. Yeah. 
um, because it's so calculated, it's so uh, strategic, you know, that a lot of people don't, I didn't realize, I did not realize that I was not thinking for myself. Mm -hmm. There were little blips of moments where I was like, this doesn't feel right intuitively. This doesn't feel right. My family doesn't feel toxic. Right. Yeah, they're not perfect. Well, what family fucking is? No, right. No family is fucking mm -mm. perfect. But like, this doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like I shouldn't have my family. Right. Like, it's not enough to go, oh, I'm cutting mine off. Right, right. I mean, my ex was a lot more like straightforward than what's being spoken about, right? My ex was like, your family's toxic. You need to cut them off. So they off. were more, your ex is like more in front in your face about it, like direct. Yes. Yeah. So it was easier to kind of see. Yeah. Um, You know, that I was being controlled or that she was attempting to control me and targeting my family. At the time, I didn't understand why. And she really did make me believe that my family was the issue was toxic mm -hmm. um and that i should cut them off like i was fully ready to do she wanted to move to california and i used to say to her like i don't want to move to california that's too far from my family like i'll never see my f I, I will literally this is the ultimate isolation i'll never see anybody oh absolutely if they can get you as far away from them as fucking possible yeah. they will yeah and that's what she tried to do. And whenever I would try to fight back, she would basically tell me, like, she would discredit my ability to be in a relationship. And she would say to me, well, when you meet somebody that you really want to be with, that's what you do. You start a life with them and everybody else doesn't matter as much. Mm -hmm. And I'll never agree with that. Absolutely not. I will never fucking agree with that. Mm -mm. Like, I love you. And I love the kids. But if you ever said to me, like, I just want, like, I don't want anybody else to be a part of our lives. Like, I would. I, That's a red fucking flag. Yeah, I would definitely leave you. Same. Like, in a heartbeat. Same. I wouldn't. I, I, that's that's going back to just saying it's just going to be me and you. That's fucking miserable. Right. Right. No. It is. Yeah, no. And and so that was and I was like I'm not moving to California, but she wanted that. And when I would whenever I would push back, it was this rhetoric of like, well, you don't know how to be in a grown-up relationship. And I started even to believe that. Yeah, cuz you'd start thinking like, okay, am I fucking up my own relationship like over family and you start really you start overthinking things and yeah. then you become the bad guy yeah within your relationship absolutely and so there's a lot we, we here's the thing we've unpacked a lot in this episode mm -hmm. but if you are aware and you keep your mind open and your eyes open and just be on guard and a lot of people who have been through this sort of abuse can now after if you've gotten out of it and you've healed and you've done you know the work can can sniff it out mm -hmm. from a mile away hundreds of miles away yeah right but for people who might be actively in these situations or for people who um have never been in this situation and may be in vulnerable places and are prone to having these things happen this is what you look out for yeah you should never 
be isolated from important people in your life unless there's straight up abuse like i have cut off family members Mm -hmm. and they will remain cut off because um they are i don't want to say abusive they are they are toxic and um but let's make it clear that is your decision yes it it wouldn't be mine so if you're in a relationship yes you have the right when when you see your partner who is hurting because there is toxicity within family friends whatever and you want to just hey i'm noticing that's fine but it isn't your right to tell them you need to cut this person off they need to be able to do that on their own because at the end of the day that is their family that is their decision if tori went through whatever she went through with her family i would be the last one to fucking ever tell her that is they're done you can't see them they're toxic you could no mm-hmm. that is not my place because at the end of the day that is her family and she, who's gonna sh- who's she gonna end up resenting it's gonna be me right even if she disagrees even if she disagrees with me let's say allowing one of my family members that i cut off back in there's a few that i know for certain i'll never allow back in because i just feel better without them in my life and there's no need but there's a few also or maybe one that i might maybe in the future consider if certain things were to happen right if she were to ever come to me and tell me no you're not allowed or even give me shit for it um that's that to me is just not her place you can give your opinion in a very like informative like hey when it's asked for i guess you know what i mean but when it comes to my family she doesn't make the decisions Mm -hmm. i do and when it comes to her family i don't make the decisions yeah you do right whether i agree or disagree it's your family yeah that's my business and i'm following suit with you Mm -hmm. so if you say yeah i want to talk to this person again and i don't necessarily agree let's say with how they approached you Mm -hmm. i'm still gonna be like all right cool and i'm gonna talk to them and whatever you know what i mean right unless they're causing problems in our relationship yeah that's a different story then that's completely different yeah then that's something that you and i would need to talk about together right and come to the conclusion together right i agree with that you know like but whatever happens with your family that is your business. That is something you handle between the two of, with your family. Yeah. But like Tori said, when it gets brought up in between the relationship and affects the relationship, that's when you should step in. But you're also approaching dangerous territory with that when it comes to abusers because abusers will absolutely tell you this person's affecting us. This person's Oh, that's co- true. Oh, that they, is they will. very fucking I've, true. I've had I've had I know. this every you know, look, look, every time this person's brought up, we fight, yada yada yada. Mm. When really it's that person. So who's you, causing the fight. The yeah. the abuser causes the fight and then blames the other per the other people. Yeah. Just so the victim could say, Oh, look at they are, look at she uh-huh. she or he is mad at me. I started hating, despising Alessia because of my ex that's ridiculous at one point that's sad because because alessia is a gem she is a gem Mm -hmm. absolutely but because of my ex getting into my head i saw her i saw alessia my sister-in-law my sister's wife as the problem yeah and because alessia saw through the fucking bullshit from the very beginning Mm -hmm. alessia 
looked at her and was like something off yeah and my ex saw that from the very beginning yeah. and didn't like it so you have to who do you got to axe out that person mm -hmm. so that's it we just wanted to give leave this information here for anybody who may need it for anybody who may find it informative or useful um we don't want to see anybody hurt uh and we know there's a lot of uh, manipulation mm -hmm. out there in these streets so just be mindful keep your eyes open if you're a young person just know what to look out for um, learn how to advocate for yourself and and think for yourself and if it feels off if it feels wrong trust your gut trust yourself and trust your feelings yeah because if it feels off it is it is off it definitely is so yeah that's it i love it this is good insight especially if you're you know new into your relationship and you're let's say just met somebody for like your first person you've ever been with and you don't know what to look out for just pay attention and also speak up for yourself mm -hmm. don't 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 allow them to control your life your life is your fucking life yeah you know yep you have control of that and then the second you see them trying to control it let let them put them in their fucking place either they put put them in their place or get rid of them yeah because they need to know you cannot control my life you can't control who i speak to you can't control who who comes and who goes like that's not okay it's not allowed it shouldn't be allowed logical thinking rational thinking always helps take a step back from the situation the person you may be with and and really go through okay what what transpired here on your own mm -hmm. and if you can really go through all of these things and think no yeah i fucking hate this person and this is warranted then by all means but if you can take a step back and you're like wait a second this can be fixed right this can really be fixed with a simple conversation and open and honest communication then where i take accountability and the other person takes accountability and everybody's kumbai fucking ya then I think you need to question the situation that you might be in. Um, but again, stay safe out here, y'all. Yeah. We love you guys. And thank you to the patrons out there. We love you guys again so much for the support. And everybody out there who has been supporting us. We've been going live lately. And the amount of support we're getting on our lives is really incredible. We really yeah. genuinely love you guys. We appreciate um, it. We really do appreciate you. So thank you for all the love and support. We do love you guys. Love y'all. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Mwah.